I've seen some stuff on social media from Christians that I don't necessarily agree with, not saying it's my way is the right way, but I think that we do have to take steps. Like prayer is the most powerful thing and I'm not like the Holy Spirit can do wonders, but I do think that God gave us the mind and the ability to do things. We need to take a step and God's going to meet us there. So I think that's something that is important for us to do is to like, not just kind of sit back and wait for God to change it, like initiate the action. If that's meant to be, he's going to like open that door. A dream can be anything. Whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I, or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show, time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff. If you are new to the show, thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, today's episode is going to be really special. I have my friend Tay Dome on the show today. Tay recently launched a blog called Lemons by Tay around the idea that when life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? And it's about her journey on how to put her mental health and self-care first and how you can do the same. It's a resource. It's a place for inspiration. And through that, she also has started the Lemon Foundation, which is a nonprofit to raise awareness to mental health. It's so special. It's so important, especially in today's world. And so on the podcast today, we talk all about mental health, her inspiration behind Lemons by Tay, action steps that we can take daily to care for ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. She gives advice for anyone struggling with mental health or anyone who has a loved one struggling with mental health. She shares five ways to spread kindness. And as we know, kindness is always the answer. The episode is super, super, super special, super important. And I hope you guys love it. I hope you are encouraged. And yeah, let's welcome Tay to the show. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. Literally, this week has been so crazy, um, but I'm so happy that we were able to get this podcast in. As I was like prepping for it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've never talked about mental health on the podcast before. And I feel like it's been like sprinkled in episodes, but I feel like right now, like in today's like day and age, like it's such an important topic that I feel like isn't really talked about enough, but especially since 2020, I feel like numbers have skyrocketed with depression, anxiety, and I feel like it's just, we're not informed enough on like how to deal with it. And so when you posted about your blog, I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I just am so for people who are advocating for people with mental health and raising awareness for mental health. And I think it's so special. And I talk about this a lot, but the most fulfillment we get comes from giving back and giving to others, even if it's just information, you know, that could like benefit us. And so I love what you're doing. And I introed you before the show, but I'm going to ask you the first question I ask every guest, and then we'll go into Lemons by Tay. But what is a dream that you have right now? A dream that I have is actually one I just woke up and was like, I'm going to do this. And my fiance was like, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> but my new dream goal is to grow lemons to be so big that I make it on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. I have no clue where this came from. I'm not a business first. I mean, I am now, but like, I never thought like business was going to be a thing of mine. And I just woke up one day and I was like, I think I have to do that. And he was like, where did you? And I was like, I don't know. I have no clue. It just came to me. So that's the dream. What you're setting out to do I feel like it is only set up for success. And so I'm believing that dream with you. And I feel like it's very, very, very attainable. Thank you. Okay. So I love that your dream is tied into like what you're currently doing. So give us a little background. Like who is Tay? Tell us about you and the inspiration behind Lemons by Tay. 
Yeah, so my love, admiration, like curiosity into mental health has been kind of like a lifelong thing of mine. I grew up with a lot of family members struggling with addiction, whether it be like alcohol, like smoking, heroin, like everything in between. I watched like my cousin who was like a brother to me. I'm an only child. So he was like a brother. He like almost overdosed twice, like was in ICU tubes, everything unconscious. Like I watched that. That was probably, it was probably like eight or nine. Oh my gosh. And that was like the first time I ever felt like heartbreaking pain. Like I remember driving home from the hospital. I don't know why my parents let me go in there, but I'm kind of thankful <laughs> they did because like I turned out out like normal as we say I'm like the normal one that turned Mm -hmm. out my family but I just remember driving home and like I felt like pressure in my chest and like he had like tubes down his throat and I like my felt like my throat was closing and I like felt like I don't even know what it was but I think it was like the first time I ever like really experienced like pain Mm -hmm. like like just like empathy and just like feeling so like sad and distraught that he was in that type of situation and just like really questioning like why he let himself get there you know and just like what addiction really was so it was kind of like my first thing into mental health fast forward um one of my closest friends in high school his name is jared he was like the guy friend who could like slide in between like my boyfriend and I, like whoever I was dating in high school, you know, like you stand on Mm -hmm. campus and you just like hug each other. I could be just standing there just like hugging my boyfriend and he would just like scoot on in between us. And like, it was fine. Like he was just Mm -hmm. like one of my closest friends whenever I was having like feeling insecure, having girl, boy drama, whatever. He'd always like reassure me. He'd like always come up to me, give me a big hug after like I was on dance team. So after like every rally, he'd Mm -hmm. always like come up, be cheering for me. But he struggled with bipolar and no one really knew that. I didn't know. And about like five years ago, he committed suicide during like a manic episode. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first introduction into that type of mental illness Mm -hmm. and that was really hard for me it still is pretty hard for me but that was kind of what sparked like kind of like lit a fire under me Mm -hmm. when it came to mental health and then I went on did nursing I graduated in let's see the like fall of 2019 went on a work started working in 2020 oh gosh yeah started working (laughs) fall of 2020 so I missed the whole like we don't have PPE but I got the whole like insane surge that was Mm -hmm. just nutty my first night on my own I was working night shift too because you're new so you have to work nights but um (laughs) My first night on my own, we upped our patient ratio. So instead of four patients, I had five. My charge nurse was off the floor in a monitor room because we needed someone to watch all the heart rates because I was on a cardiac floor. And I just remember I was crying my first night, just like trying to like, I was just scared, like mm-hmm. putting on stuff, running into a room, running out, running into the next room, like no help, no nothing. And that went on for like months. And here's me like not asking any questions, coming in like for extra shifts, coming in even sometimes just at 2 a.m. for a couple hours to do vitals because we had no one. And I was just like, the nurse culture is very like, you just go and you don't mm-hmm. ask because there's people's lives on the line. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like question anything. I'm just going to do it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, especially at a time like that. So I've been doing that for like four or five months and I was just feeling so drained, but I just kind of figured it was because I was working nights, like, cause your, your sleep gets all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day my fiance Taylor and I are in the car and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm just like really tired. Like I just worked last night and like, I'm like tired. And he was like, no, but like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? And I was like, you know, that's a good question. I don't really know. And that was kind of just the end of the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, like, have, like, I didn't know what I was feeling or what I was really going through. But he was the first person to be like, you're not okay. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it in myself. So then, like, months went on. We were out of COVID. We kind of went back to normal. And then I started kind of realizing, like, these triggers that I would get like I would go to get my hair done and they put like the cape around me and I would Mm -hmm. go into an anxiety attack because Mm -hmm. it reminded me of the PPE I had to put on and like the craziest one to me and 
it blows my mind that this even happened was I had a bandaid on my finger. Like I had a paper cut. So there's just a little bandaid on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shocker, we're in the car again. I don't know why these things happen in the car. Maybe because I'm sitting still, but yeah. <laughs> um, I just washed my hands. The bandaid but it was like a little wet. So I was like, I'm going to take this off. I don't like that. And I'm trying to get it off. And I'm like starting to panic, like trying to rip this thing off. It's stuck on there. It's not moving. And Taylor's looking at me like, what are, are you okay? And I'm like starting to like hyperventilate, just freaking mm-hmm. out. And I get this thing off and I'm like, a band-aid just did that to me. Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? So that was when I realized that something was up. Um, but um, that was like me personally going through it is kind of what like prompted me to start lemons mm-hmm. um because i would say that i'm a strong person so to say i have very thick skin i grew up dancing so i was very used to like being yelled at all the time or like i just i have thick skin it takes a lot to like ruffle mm-hmm. my feathers and i also like press things down this is how taylor describes how i handle my emotions he just goes like this but that, that's me <laughs> i know it's it can be good and bad yeah at times but I just always thought of myself like I would never like deal with that kind of thing because I thought I was strong. But it like after going through it, I was like, I was not prepared for this like at Mm -hmm. all. Like I didn't do anything to prioritize my mental health going into that because I didn't even know I needed to or what to do or how Mm -hmm. to do it or whatever. So I ended up leaving the hospital um, end of last year and I started Lemon shortly after that uh, just to be able to use my platform and share what I went through and because I know a lot of people are dealing with their own stuff right now especially after COVID and everything mm-hmm. it's kind of at an all-time high but that's the long short story of how lemons came to be it's just kind of all of this stuff led up to the one moment I love it and thank you for sharing all of those um, vulnerable stories so what is lemons by Tay? so lemons by Tay is kind of like a It's a multitude of things. It's kind of like a blog. It's a resource. Um, I just want to use it to share things that have helped me and things that I've done to prioritize my health, but also resources for people looking for like that extra step, whether it be if they are Mm -hmm. have a drug addiction or they're suicidal or they're a nurse and they need like a nurse outlet, something they're looking for therapy. I want to kind of be that middleman to like funnel the resource for people and kind of be like, because a lot of the times people don't know where to go. They don't know where to look Mm -hmm. and you just kind of like Google something. So I want lemons to be kind of like a thing where people go to look to see like a resource for them, like what they need or what a family member may need. I love that because even for me, like, let's say I knew someone struggling with mental health or in a situation where they could use a resource, like I could just send them your website and like they have everything they need there. And I feel like you don't see that as much. I mean, yeah, there's like a ton of Instagram accounts for mental health, but I also think Instagram can be bad for mental health sometimes. So like, even if you go on to find positivity and like go to a mental health account, you could so easily get distracted into something else. And so having like a blog and a website with resources outside of like social media, I think it's so great to have that. And then I love you started the Lemon Foundation. So tell us about the Lemon Foundation. Yeah. So the Lemons Foundation is kind of my nonprofit spinoff of Lemons by Tate. Still, they're one in the same. Mm-hmm. Um, again, when I started Lemons, I had no clue I was going to be starting a nonprofit. It was the same thing. I woke up one day and I was like, I think God wants me to start a nonprofit. And Taylor was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. We're going to do it. (laughs) And things just kind of kept like happening. I just, I'm so passive, but I feel like in the situations where like God's kind of leading me to do something, I just Mm -hmm. am kind of like, okay, like I'll do it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of feel like that was how like the foundation started. Like I Met with a friend of mine who's had her own foundation since 09. I got contacted with, like, a lawyer. We got my number in a week. Like, everything just Mm -hmm. happened so fast. And I ended up calling my friend, like, two weeks after that. And I was like, I got my number. I got my bank account. She was like, wait, what? What? You did that that fast? And she was like, it took me months to do that. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. I don't know. You were after it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so it just kind of ended up happening. My goal for it is to do like a lot of outreach work. Mm-hmm. A big thing I want to tackle is influencers because social media is where a lot of people get their information from. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've talked with a few different therapists and they have a lot of clients that come in, whether they're the younger generation, our generation, and they're almost like self-diagnosing themselves from a TikTok they saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, I've never done that because I've definitely watched a video yeah. and been like, am I doing that too? Do I yep. have those symptoms? But um, there's just a lot of information out there and a lot of it, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. So I really want to attack the social media front of like that's what I want to do with lemons and Mm -hmm. just make it like this cool aesthetic thing that people can go to they feel invited they like can go for their tips whatever Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people also just like they follow influencers because they like they like their pants they like Mm -hmm. their jewelry they like where they shop they like where they eat like I think that's a good way to be like oh my favorite influencer like is posting about their mental health like Mm -hmm. i should check it on myself totally so that's kind of like the route i want to go with the foundation it's still it's i mean i we just launched it less than two weeks ago but i think we're like almost at three weeks it's a baby it's very baby it's my little baby so it's very new i'm very excited to see like what's to come of it but that's kind of like my goal for it right now I love it. And I love that, like, you had, like, a God dream that he implanted in you. And, like, I I always say, like, God can't move unless you move. And so, like, here you are, like, you're calling people that you know have foundations and you're, like, making all these steps. So, of course, it's like playing chess with God. Like, when you move, then he makes a move. And then you move and then he makes a bigger move. And and I just I feel that. like as long as you're, like, continuing to put effort and work into the passion, like, God's always gonna move in bigger ways and so i'm so excited for the future of lemons and the foundation because i think it's just so awesome and and yeah the social media thing with influencers it's like for example i'm trying to get pregnant so i'm like researching all these like influencers who talk about fertility and, and getting pregnant tricks and like all this stuff so if i'm someone who's like struggling with mental health or just wants like simple daily tips or tricks like i'm gonna look for someone who talks about mental health and so i feel like that's such a cool little factor and especially like in today's age like influencers are like the it way for pretty much everything <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's the way that we're headed so yep. might as well just stick with the trend and try to conquer that one So earlier you talked about in your story that you were having like essentially triggers um, that you didn't even realize like you were having anxiety until like you were having these triggers. And from my own personal experience too, like I had an incident happen like right before COVID. So 2019, I was actually mugged in another country and by like two junkies, like a very traumatic situation. And I didn't travel the rest of the year. And then 2020 hit. So I didn't travel at all. And then 2021 hit and I started traveling a lot solo again for work. And I was starting to have all these triggers. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, why am I anxious 24 seven? And then I realized like I never dealt with that because I didn't realize I had it until the triggers hit. And then I'm realizing like, oh my God, I have PTSD. Like that's what's happening. And so when it comes to like feeling triggered um, to have like an anxiety episode or a depressive episode, like what are some practical steps you think you could take to get yourself out of that? Or what would you recommend to someone who's maybe feeling like they're about to be triggered? Yeah, I definitely think different things work for different people. Totally. For me, when... This is just how I am. I don't know why. When I started like getting these triggers, going to get my hair done, going to get my nails done, I kept going Mm -hmm. because I'm like, whenever I can't like do something, I like have to keep trying it. Like Mm -hmm. I I have to do it till I can get it. So I just kind of like kept going and I would just talk to myself the whole time. And I was like, Mm. I'd either pray or I'd just be like, like, dude, Tay, like you've gotten your nails done how many times? Like, Mm -hmm. let's just breathe through it. Let's like watch the TV. Let's think of the, like whatever's on the TV there. Like, you know, what's going to come next, you know, like the round drill, then, you know, the one that's like saying, like, you know, (laughs) you know, the drill here. Like, so that was kind of what I would do with that situation. Obviously I know like a lot of people aren't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say to avoid those, but kind of maybe like bring a friend with you. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, even still to this day, sometimes I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting anxious again. And I'll just text Taylor and he'll be like, he'll just like send me random things to like make me laugh or Mm -hmm. like assure me that he loves me. I don't know. Just things Mm -hmm. like that. Trying to like involve someone has been nice. And I mean, obviously, like, if you don't have that in someone, like, you have that in God. So Mm -hmm. that's, like, accessible always. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that, like, I love what you said about, like, you move, God moves. Mm -hmm. I do think, like, you have to start taking steps. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I've seen some stuff on social media from Christians that 
I don't necessarily agree with, not saying it's my way is the right way, but I think that we do have to take steps. Like prayer is the most powerful thing and I'm not like the Holy Spirit can do wonders, but I do think that God gave us like the mind and the ability to do things. We need to take a step and God's Mm going to meet us there. Like, you know, so I think that's like something that is important for us to do is to like not just kind of sit back and wait for god to change it like initiate the action like if that's meant to be he's gonna like open that door he's gonna close that door and you're gonna forget you ever had that you know Mm -hmm. so well and i I think think it's like knowing your triggers so if i know what my triggers are then i can take an action okay what's the action do i need to seek therapy for this is that going to help me or like you said am i being triggered and now my action step is to text a friend or text your partner or whoever it may be someone to help you out of that little episode but i think it's just like you said knowing what the triggers are and then taking action and then god can move in that too obviously so yeah that's really good how would you define mental health i feel like everyone kind of defines it differently and there's so many ways it's like shown so how would you define mental health i think i would define it as overall well-being but like our mind is like so powerful like us as humans have barely cracked the surface at how powerful Mm -hmm. our mind is and because there is that much going on in there we don't know like we got to put this thing first like before not before anything else but that's something that i feel in our bodies we need to prioritize Mm -hmm. so i think mental health would just be like keeping yourself in check maybe Mm -hmm. just making sure that your brain is doing all right that you're mentally doing all right with yourself with your friends with your family with work whatever it is i think that would be how i would describe it (laughs) yeah i only ask because i feel like previously before i like because i was telling you pre-show like my husband nico was like very into mental health and he reads a ton of books on it and some stuff he shares with me i'm like oh my gosh like i didn't even know that and so like when i would think of mental health i would think like someone who's like super clinically depressed or someone who has bipolar disorder or someone who is like mentally ill like has to be like institutionalized or like when i think of mental health i think of something so dramatic like that Mm -hmm. but i think what i've learned honestly even from like reading your blog posts is like mental health is literally like just contributing small things daily to like help i guess like grow seeds of positive daily things to help foster like positive mental health like it doesn't have to be so dramatic and also like you can just have anxiety once a month and that could still be like you need to be doing something to foster your mental health for that anxiety like just because like i would never tell someone like oh i have anxiety But like, I do get anxiety, but I'm like, oh, that's not mental health. Like, that's not a big deal. But I think we forget, like, that kind of is a big deal. Like, all the small things are the same. Like, they're they're all a big deal. Yeah. And so, like, what are a couple action steps that you personally take daily to, like, contribute to your mental and physical health? My personality type is I love, like, schedules and being organized and, like, color-coding my calendar. I love Um, it. So, like, in the morning or the night before, I'll just kind of, like, make a list of, like, the emails I need to respond to. This something I need to check. I have to call this person um, just to kind of, like, prioritize what needs to be done the next day. And I'll just, like, shoot to have, like, five things done, like, the stuff that needs to be done now. And if there's, Mm -hmm. like, three that can wait and I run out of time in my day, then they'll just have to wait. So definitely, like, breaking everything down has helped me because my brain can be a little scattered at times, especially after COVID. I get, like, I still have, like, brain fog. I think slightly from, like, dissociating, but... Mm -hmm. um, I like very easily forget things like this morning. Taylor was like, do you want to go to this restaurant? Um, It's called Picaccio's. It's like by us. And I was like, I couldn't remember the restaurant. Couldn't remember where it was. Couldn't remember if we've eaten there. We've (laughs) eaten there. I know exactly where it is, but it's just like, I get these things and I like, I literally, I can't remember anything about it. And I was like, I'm having a brain moment. Where is that again? What is it? Like we've literally eaten there multiple times, but I can't remember. So the lists are very helpful for me when I have these brain fart moments mm-hmm. that are just like, I don't even know how to describe them. So I love a list because sometimes I'll like forget things. I think moments of stillness are great, whether that's like 
walking your dog, whether that's like in the shower, whether it's driving, just like in silence. Mm -hmm. Those are big for me. Um, I try to do that. Like in the morning, I'll wake up before Taylor and just kind of like chill, like Mm -hmm. just by myself for a sec, just to kind of do like a check-in with myself. Some days I'll just sit in the car in silence when I'm driving and just kind of like be in my head, not in a bad way, but just kind of like check in with myself. I think that's great. And then also for me, I've been really trying to like conquer food stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm lactose intolerant. So like, I've really been trying to cut out dairy, like the whole added sugar thing. That's like something that I've like been on a mission to do recently. And I feel it helping me because I have like gut issues and that definitely like brings my mood down to a Mm -hmm. very poor mood when it's like bothering me. So I try to take the steps to make sure like my stomach isn't throwing me off or anything. But I think that would kind of be what steps I would take to prioritize myself. And what I love is like, it looks different for everyone. So like, yeah, my husband gets up at 445 every morning and goes to the gym. And if he doesn't, his mental health is so thrown off. I'm like, are you okay though? Cause like, I'm concerned that that is what you need for your mental health. But like, he has a very scheduled day. Like he gets up at 445, goes to the gym for an hour, comes home, goes in his office, journals, reads his Bible, worships, gets right into work. It's like clockwork every single day. And when we're like on vacation, sometimes he gets like a little thrown off or like he gets in his head and he's like, gosh, well, I haven't been to the gym in five days. Like that's where I like get rid of like all my like stress from work and like anxiety and like all this stuff. And so I just love like Mm -hmm. find out what like works for you and like just keep at it because I feel like just doing the same thing repeatedly, obviously is how you create habits and like creating habits for positive mental health is obviously beneficial for everyone that not just you, but everyone around you, you know? Yeah. And that's what's like why or what I love about lemons is I'm sharing what's helped me. I'm sharing what has helped my friends or helped Mm -hmm. people that have reached out to me. And it's also just like almost kind of kept me accountable in Mm -hmm. prioritizing because I'm like, I got to get this content out. I have to I have to practice this. I have to try this. I have to read about Mm -hmm. this, you know. So that's definitely been like keeping me accountable on like making sure like my mental health is like in check. Yeah, it's good because it's like God trusted you with the platform and the influence that you have and now with lemons. And so I think it's good because the more you're practicing it, which God knew is good for you, the more you get to give to others, which is ultimately your goal. So I think that's so beautiful. So what would you recommend as like a first step to someone who's like so new to mental health? Maybe they're younger and they're like, I don't even know how to begin to like start putting my mental health first. Like, what would you recommend to them? Yeah, I think if you feel like you need to talk to someone, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to reach out to someone, whether it's a parent, whether it's a friend, whether it's a counselor at school, anyone that you feel comfortable because no one is going to think less of you for that. I think it's hard for a lot of us, especially males. I'm very passionate about men's mental health, (laughs) but it's hard for us to like, talk about like our emotions or how we're feeling or like to say to someone like I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling suicidal or I'm feeling whatever but like that first step of talking about it just does wonders like you're ripping the band-aid off you know and it's so hard but I think it's so worth it so I think if you feel like you need to talk with someone I would so encourage you to do that And also if you're like, I'm doing pretty good right now, I think it would just be like to start looking at like mental health accounts, like start following some of them, like see Mm -hmm. different tips that people are saying that they're doing. Because that was my biggest thing was when I started dealing with my own mental health, I didn't like know how to deal with it, like what steps Mm -hmm. to take if I'm feeling anxious, like how to lay, how to breathe, how to like meditate, how to whatever, you know? So I think kind of like learning about it maybe a little just even incorporating some of it into your day you know like creating a habit whether that's like drinking a glass of water every day when you wake up like Mm -hmm. something simple I think incorporating that would be a great step to prepare you for when something happens you know Mm -hmm. you gotta be prepared we're like disaster drills at school literally no one teaches you how to like disaster drill prepare for your mind so I think that would be a good place to start 
That's so good. And I think starting small, it's like people who have, I've been through this cycle so many times, but like, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym every day. I'm going to join Nico in the gym every morning. And then I'm like, I skip day three, four, five, six, and seven. And then I'm so down on myself. It's like, you can't go from zero to a hundred and expect to like be super successful, like start small and like build the habit and then you can go more, but start small. So you can be encouraged by your own like progress instead of like, yeah, oh, I didn't reach my like super outlandish goal to Today. It's like, okay, it's because it was super outlandish. Like, yeah, start small. And then I think, too, like, I kind of compare. I think we're not meant to do life alone in any area of our life. But even for me, like, I remember when I was like a new Christian, like only five years ago. And like the first thing people told me was make sure you get around good community and other Christians. And I, I think it's the same kind of like the same thing. Like, you shouldn't be handling your mental health alone. Like find a friend, find a partner, whoever it may be in the same way. Like it's going to be harder to grow in your faith when you're doing life alone. Yeah. And so same thing. It's like, it's going to be hard to get through mental health issues when you're doing it alone. Like it's not meant to be that way. So confide in, in whoever it may be. And I think that will really be really, really beneficial. Yeah. That's such a good point. So you shared a blog post, uh, I don't know how long ago, but it was five ways to spread kindness. And I love the message behind it because, you know, it, it comes from rather than receiving, we get more fulfillment out of giving. And I love that because it's so true. Like we genuinely, as humans, we are meant to serve. We were created to serve others. And so it's no coincidence that we get the most joy and fulfillment from doing so. And so what are those five steps or what are the five ways that we can spread kindness? So I'm big on these five steps are just like simple. I love it. I'm very big on like we're made to serve, but we got to just make sure that there's fuel in our tank before we start giving gas to others. So I think obviously bigger things are great, but something just like as simple as like these kind of things you can do like they're effortless almost. Mm -hmm. Um, so the five that I have, um, the first one is just to practice saying like, I love you, or I appreciate you to someone. Um, whether it's like your spouse, your dad, your mom, your sister, whoever, mm -hmm. um, just kind of like taking a moment and being like, Hey, like, I appreciate you. Like, I love you. Just like taking that moment of intention. Cause sometimes I can like catch people off guard and that like completely changes their day. Like they're mm -hmm. like, Oh wow. Like I'll text my mom sometimes and just be like, love you. And she's like, Oh my gosh. You know? So like, yeah, that can definitely like change the way that like someone's thinking. It's like if everyone was doing random acts of kindness every day, there would be yeah. less anxiety, less depression, less wars. The world would be such a happier place if everyone contributed to being kind. Yeah, that's great. So number two, number two, uh, this one is, this is something that Taylor does. He does quite a few of these, which is how I was able to uh -huh. write this. But, um, this one is just like next time you're out at a restaurant when you're signing the check, just write on it, like you're the best or like have mm -hmm. a great shift. It doesn't need to be a restaurant anywhere where you like yeah. sign something like a clothing store and you have to sign or whatever, like just writing a little like note on there. Cause I know even like when I was working at the hospital, the nurses from the shift before, like they'd write like have a good shift, like on the board or something in the break mm -hmm. room or like write a little joke or a little note or something. And that would just kind of like give me like a little like pep in my step mm -hmm. almost just like a little bit of like words of encouragement type thing i think goes a long way uh the third one would be this one is probably the one that takes the most effort because you don't know where it's gonna go but asking <laughs> um your a coworker, spouse family member whoever is there anything i can help you with that for me is like my love language when Taylor's like, babe, can I help you? I'm like, marry me. Like, yeah. it's like, it just goes, even if I don't have anything like for him to do, or if I'm like, do you mind like changing the laundry over or something? Like, yeah, it's acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like the best. I, I love that. But that's something that's probably the one that would be the most work, depending on who you ask. Um, mm -hmm. But again, even at work, like I would have coworkers, like I would be running around because my patients I'd have like an admission. Someone was leaving, like someone needed meds. There was a blood transfusion fusion like my coworkers would be like i'm not doing anything do you want me to go like push this med or give this pain med and i'd be like oh my gosh yes like it just like takes a weight off or just again just like the pep it just like gives you like in it encourages you mm -hmm. um so i i love that one the fourth one is call someone by their name taylor is so good at this he's so good with names i'm 
horrible with names. I can like remember someone's face from like seven years ago that I saw at a mm-hmm. gas station and be like, oh, I've I've said hi to them before or something. But he's like is so good with names. Um, but when let's say like when you're leaving a grocery store to be like, thank you. I think I have Jessica on the blog. It's like, thank you, Jessica. Like mm-hmm. say like whatever their name is, like, thank you, Bob, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like addressing someone by their name makes it more intentional, whether it's like, hi, whoever, thank you, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, just like including the person's name into that. I just feel like they're like, oh, they're like talking directly to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is to reach out to someone that you haven't necessarily talked to in a while. It doesn't need to be anything like, hey, how are you? How are you? Like, it doesn't need to be like a whole, like you're starting a whole conversation with them if you don't have the time for that. This one, I would say, mm-hmm. pick a person and just be like, hey, like you popped into my head. Love you, miss you. Hope you're well. Like, that's it. Or whatever it may be. Something along the lines of that. Because mm-hmm. texts like that really make my day. Mm-hmm. And I've done it to a few people and I know that it's like either like they've been having a rough day or they like needed a talk or like my text like lifted their spirits. Um, but I think like reaching out to people is great. And I also this one, not that it hits me differently, but with my friend Jared that took his life, I felt a lot of guilt after that for not like reaching out. So this one is like, not that I I know, I know that my actions like couldn't have changed anything, but this one definitely like resonates like a little deeper with me. Just not that saying your text is going to save someone's life, but you never know, you know, someone could be having a really bad day and your texts are just like lighten their day, you know? So Mm -hmm. it could be on from one end to basic like, oh, hey, what's up? To like Mm -hmm. saving someone's life. You know, there's a whole spectrum there. And you just never know what someone's going through also. So they could be having the worst day of their life and you text them and in that moment they feel seen by someone who didn't even know they were in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, And I love the five steps because like you said, they're so easy and simple, but like it's like when someone starts a GoFundMe and they're trying to raise money for something. It's like, oh, if everyone gave a dollar and one dollar seems like nothing, but if a million people gave a dollar, they now have a million dollars. So like if everyone is doing it, like it makes a difference. Yeah. And I feel like in yourself too, like I find myself like my godmother, Shaleen, she's not really, but she's my godmother. Um, (laughs) She's like one of the peppiest people I know. Like she is so intentional when she talks to people, like when we're out, like employees, whatever. And it's like infectious. Like I know I'm like talking to the employees or like if someone's like grumpy in line, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you can go ahead and order in front of me. Like just something like that. It's like, it's very like infectious with like Mm -hmm. when you do it like yourself, but also when you're seeing like a friend of yours do it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like impacting this person's life. And like, she feels great. Like I feel great just watching it. Like I should do that too. I mean, kindness is the answer, you know, it's like everyone feels good with it. Yeah. You had mentioned in your story in the beginning that you weren't aware your friend had bipolar. And it's so crazy because I I had um, a really good friend when I was in, I think I was graduated from college. He had committed suicide and it was literally a shock to our entire town because he was the life of the party. He was the one giving advice to everyone, supporting everyone's goals and dreams. Like if you were having a bad day, you called him and like he was the guy to help you. And so no one knew he was battling all these demons. And like there is, like you said, that guilt of like, well, how did I not know? Like, could I have said something or reached out to him more? And so what advice would you give to someone who... I don't know. I guess it's not really a question. It's like, how often should we be checking in even just on our friends? Like you said, sending that text because we really can't know if they're not telling us, you know, and I think it goes back to the importance of if you are struggling with it to talk to someone because your family and friends want to help. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like important to like on the note of like sending the text, like I'm big on just because like, and this is like kind of the stigma that's like people are starting to learn now. Like just because like you lost your job, like someone like lost their job, their grandma died and whatever, like they're depressed. Mm-hmm. But like someone who has like perfect life, has all the money in the world, has all this, that, the other, they could be equally as depressed mm-hmm. and not show, not be crying and sobbing. They could be going out, drinking every night, partying, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you would never know. Like that's something that I'm really big on. So I like to check in on my friends that 
are like the happy ones too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we have to support our friends that like are in need when they're struggling, like through a rough time. But it's equally as important to make sure like that we're reaching out to the people that are like that, you know, like mm-hmm. checking in, not not that people do this, but they're like, oh, he's fine. He doesn't need help. But like, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone, like everyone needs encouragement. We do that to ourselves. We're like, well, I'm fine. I don't need help. Yeah. That's like <laughs> my biggest thing. Um, my friends and my like encouragement, like my core little hula hoop circle has been on me about that because I'm very much that type. Like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry. I'm fine. Like, mm-hmm. that's just me. And even like as I started like opening up about this, mm-hmm. my godmother, she was like, you're not fine quit saying it and I was like okay but I am she's like okay great but like quit saying it like Mm -hmm. it's fine so that's something that I've like learned to like tell myself that I'm gonna be okay Mm -hmm. or like I'm dealing with this the best that I can but when I definitely was talking about it I just brushed it aside I was like I'm fine of course no you're not like (laughs) let's talk through this I'm literally the exact same. Nico has to literally pry things out of me, but I'm such a people pleaser. And like, I never want my feelings to burden anyone else, especially my husband when literally we're one. So like, he always knows when something's wrong and I'm like, it's nothing. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And I'll even like, so bad. I'd be like, I've already prayed about it. Or I've like talked to God about it. So I'm like, I so bad don't want to burden you. But then there are times where like, I try to be pushy with my friends like that too, because honestly, when he's like, nope, I'm going to give you a hug because like, that's not like, I didn't grow up with like a lot of affection. So like for me, hugging is not like, doesn't make me feel better, but that's what my brain tells me. Yeah. But it actually does make me feel better when it's done, but I hardly ever accept it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you just really never know. Yeah. And like for people who are prone to saying you're fine, if you're not fine, just tell someone. Yeah. I um I saw this TikTok where um I forget what account it was on but basically the guy was saying that if you're the friend and you love when your friends come to you with their troubles, when they're going through a hard time and you get so much fulfillment and joy out of like giving to them and helping them, mm. you have to train your brain to know like when I do the same to them, they get that joy and fulfillment too instead of it feeling like a burden and that has helped me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I definitely think that's hard, especially for people that have personalities like us. Like, I don't want to, like, burden anyone or, like, I don't want Taylor thinking that I don't love him or that Mm -hmm. something's wrong. Because that was, like, a big thing for me at first. He's like, what's wrong? Like, not your life's great. But he was like, there's nothing happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know there's not, but I don't understand why I'm feeling like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally am so blessed and I I have such a great life and I don't take any of that for granted. But I'm like, I don't know why I'm like dealing with this or sometimes I'll just like not be happy. And he's like, did I do something? And I'm like, you literally did nothing. I don't even know what's going on in my head right now. So like things like that, I'm like, I don't want to like bring up, but he has been very supportive. And I've tried to keep telling myself, like, it's like, talk about it, like bring it up. It's okay. Like if they really love you and like, they're going to support you, like they're going to know. You know, they're going to understand and they're going to like work through it, whether it might be hard at first to try Mm -hmm. to like figure it out and not like take it personally, you know? Totally. And it's just so healthy to like, we're not meant to like bottle everything up because then eventually when stuff gets that bottled up, it has to come out. And usually when it comes out after being bottled up, it's not good, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of like social media, in this crazy digital world that we are in, like with so many people posting highlight reels what advice would you give to someone like struggling with comparison? Because I feel like social media can be such a blessing, but it can also be such a curse for mental health. Yeah, I think comparison's hard. Not that I don't deal with that, but I have friends that struggle with it more than I do. Not saying that I'm like better than them or whatever. I just have always kind of had a personality that is just, I'm going to do my own thing and Mm -hmm. like whatever. That's just how I am. But I definitely have friends that deal with that and I think the best way to go about it is as cliche as it sounds like you were like perfectly made by our father and whatever like however you look like whatever traits you don't want like we all have things about ourselves we don't like you know Mm -hmm. like we're the ones that are staring at ourselves in the mirror all the time like I have some things like about myself that I hate Taylor's like that's my favorite thing. Like I have a freckle on my lip. That's like so annoying to me. And Taylor's like, that's my favorite freckle on you. Is that like things like that? So 
I think like we just need to hype ourselves up in a way. Know that like we were made by God like to be like he made us like mm-hmm. that was not an accident. He made us have this color eye, this whatever, and just kind of like sit in that and whether it's like hard or not, I know making it sound like it's a way easier thing than it is, but to find things in yourself that you love, find things that like you love about your life, that you love about your family, that you love about your job, whatever it may be, like find the positive in it and maybe like try to focus on that. Cause we're so like, I don't like this. I want to fix this, you mm-hmm. know? It's because we're just comparing to the next person when it's like God uniquely made that person just like he uniquely made you. Yeah. And so I love that. Speaking of, I saw this quote recently that said, you can't hate yourself into a version that you love. And I thought that was so powerful. So can you just talk on like the importance of giving yourself grace and being kind to yourself on this journey of like discovering mental health and, you know, just journey of mental health in general? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it's not easy. And there are a lot of bumps along the way like mm-hmm. I feel like I was like doing really great and then like all of a sudden I'm like just all of a sudden like not happy at all or not like feeling not feeling emotions but just like not feeling anything and I'm mm-hmm. like I thought I was over this why is this happening again mm-hmm. so I think it is just like we're constantly like working towards something like we're constantly trying to grow in our faith we're constantly like trying to grow in whatever it is like there's going to be speed bumps and there's going to be like little bumps and like cliff drops, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think just like reminding yourself that you're doing good, like be like, Hey, like I did that. I did that yesterday. Like that was really like, I'm proud of myself for doing that. I'm proud of Mm -hmm. myself for walking on the treadmill. I'm proud of myself for taking the dog on a walk, like Mm -hmm. something like that to encourage yourself to be proud of. That is awesome. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with three final questions, two or three. What advice would you give someone struggling with mental health? And I feel like we've kind of touched on this throughout, but it can be something short and sweet. I think my advice would be you're not alone, as everyone says, and no one wants to hear it. But the biggest thing I heard when I started Lemons was so many people responded to me and they were like, I feel heard, which was like the biggest thing for me is knowing that like, I'm dealing with this, but also there's so many people dealing with it. So to know that you truly aren't alone, everyone's situation is very unique, but the stuff that you're feeling, someone else has felt before and someone's going to feel again. So it's not, you're not crazy. Like Mm -hmm. it's normal. That's like, we're on this earth and our minds are a crazy thing. So just know that it's not normal and that you're not alone. So good. What advice would you give someone who has a loved one? They're really close to someone struggling with mental health. This one, I would say, don't be afraid to talk to them about it because I actually have never asked Taylor this, but like if he wouldn't have brought anything up to me, I don't know how long I would have gone without noticing that I was starting to like dissociate myself from life. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't know how long it would have taken me to figure something out or how worse something could have gotten you know Mm -hmm. so i would definitely just encourage you to talk with them whether that's like a text because sometimes it's hard to do things in person or it's just like hey like how are you like how's your brain like just Mm -hmm. like it could be so simple and if someone's not necessarily ready to talk about it then they're not going to talk about it but they're going to know that when they are ready they can confide in you because you're Mm -hmm. checking in on them like they're going to think of you Yeah, that's so good because I love that you added that because even if they're not ready at the time, when they are ready, they're going to remember that you reached out and that you care. Even if you consistently text someone once a day, once a week, and they still don't give you anything back, they're going to know that you're there when they are ready. So I think that's super special. Okay. Any books that you'd recommend? Oh my gosh. Yes. So the book is called How to Do the Work. Um, This book has ruined me in the best way possible i'm probably halfway through it and i'm like (laughs) i i had to take a break because i was like having way too many like revelations of myself and like remembering things and i was like i don't have the mental capacity to finish this book it's so good when i say like i cannot pronounce half the words in that book but i followed her on instagram the holistic psychologist and when she put out that book i was like i'm pre-ordering i got the book read it last year that's when i I literally, same thing. I got halfway through the book. 
book and I'm like, I'm wrecked. Like my whole life, like I feel like I'm learning about all my traumas and my past and things I can never put words to, but I'm like, this is me. This is why I act this way. Like, I feel like it helped my marriage. I started therapy after the book. I would highlight things and bring it to my therapist and I'd be like, this is what I have. It says it in the book. This is the term. I could never describe it, but the book is literally life-changing. Yeah. I mean, the nurse part of me loves it because she uses like clinical words and like describe stuff. (laughs) And I'm a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I love psych in school. So I'd love reading about that. But yeah, I would like play it in the car, like take a bath and listen to it. And I'd be like, I have to turn this off. Like I Mm -hmm. need a moment. Like I kind of stopped it. Like when we started the wedding planning and lemon started picking up everything, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have the mental capacity to like dive this deep into my past, but it is, it's so good. I've actually been thinking over the past couple of weeks, I need to start like listening to it again. Cause it's it's, the best book I've ever read. Even though, like I said, those clinical words, I cannot pronounce them to save my life, but somehow I read over them. (laughs) Yeah. I think she has like a glossary or what, oh, whatever it's it called like yeah. where like she describes the words so if, if you're listening don't be scared of yeah. it it's seriously so great i love it is that the one you'd recommend oh yeah that's okay even though i'm not even done with it she's great but yeah that would be like the top i'm on board with that one okay so uh, closing out where can they find you follow along with lemons and how can they support the lemon foundation yeah, so we're Lemons by Tay on Instagram. The website is also lemonsbytay.com. You can find us there. I love hearing from people, like what they want to see, what they like to see, what they want to see more of, because like I'm doing this for the people, even though that sounds like silly. Like my main goal is like I have this platform, like I got to use it to do good, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm very blessed that I get to do it. So that's where you can find us. The Lemons Foundation has its own page on the website. You can donate there. It's a tax write-off because we're a 501c3. We love a tax write-off. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where you can find us for now. I love it. And for everyone listening, I'm going to link the website, the Instagram, and just everywhere you can follow along. And I'll also link the book. I think I've linked it on another podcast because I'm 100% sure I recommended this book before it's so good so if you're thinking about it just get it well thank you so much tay for joining i know we both have such crazy schedules and so it means a lot when people make time and again i feel like this is going to be so beneficial for everyone listening and i'm just super grateful for you so thank you so much yeah likewise this was fun i really enjoyed it all right have a good one me too